0: This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in
1: depth, check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture, can't keep me in check, and from beginning gotta tell us what's next, true believers, they can come and connect, call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God
0: bless you family, praise the Lord, my name is Brother Greg, this is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Y'all see that cookout food is coming back to haunt me already, but um, I just want to come on here and just have an open discussion tonight. Just talk about anything that's on your minds, uh, anything that, that uh, any questions you have or Q&A, whatever y'all want to do it, but I'll kind of kick it off since I didn't give you guys any, any heads up whatsoever <laughs> that tonight was an open discussion night, but what I will say, and thank you for that, Sister Roxanne, um, for wishing my mom a happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Brown would definitely appreciate that uh, but I, but this is what I'll say I've been watching just a bunch of TV all week to be honest with you <laughs> I've been watching Beyond Scared Straight and most of you probably know for anyone that doesn't know Beyond Scared Straight is a it is a television program uh, reality based uh, where teenagers who are Uh, basically rebellious rebellious teens some of them are smoking drinking having sex uh robbing in gangs basically anything you can think of any type of rebellion that a teenager could find themselves into you get all walks of life all different types of kids that come on these shows and so i've been just watching this show all week and it's something i had seen it before you know what i mean i've seen it plenty of times before but it just kind of like um They've been putting some full episodes up in, on YouTube. So I've been watching these now. Just to give you a heads up, there is a lot of profanity in it because half the show is basically uh, the, the prisoners and or the guards cussing the kids out, right? <laughs> That's half the show. They do bleep out uh, most of it, but I do want to give that disclaimer. But that being said, um, I was really thinking about the concept of that show and I've really been thinking about the power of testimony. Now, some of you might've heard me say on here before that jail is is actually grace, okay? Jail is actually grace because jail is a type and shadow of hell, okay? Jail is a type and shadow of hell. Consequence in general is what we have on this earth to let us know that A, there is a right from wrong And B, if you do wrong, there's going to be a penalty for you doing wrong. So in our society, we refer to this as prison. And the reason why I say that jail and prison are grace is because it it, it embeds the concept of punishment to you um, so that you don't have to you, you don't necessarily have to suffer the consequences of hell. That's if you get the message, if you make your mind up. You know, if you actually get the point, humble yourself and you give your life to Christ, which a lot of people do in jail. So, you know, it almost reminds me of the scripture that Paul said in one of the epistles. I can't remember. I think it might have been first Corinthians where Paul might have been talking about somebody or maybe another another epistle. But he basically said that a person had no longer become beneficial to him. This person was beneficial at one point but they're not anymore i think this person was a member of the church and he said so what i'm gonna do is i'm going to uh turn them over to satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit might be saved so basically what he's saying is listen we try to do this the right way we try to do this god's way but because this person is just not getting the message because it's not clicking for this person the best thing The best thing that I can do for them is turn them over and let them go out in the world and see what that world has for you. Let them go out in the world and see, see what you get back after you continue this lifestyle of rebellion that you're getting into. And then prayerfully, if that doesn't kill you, (laughs) right, Um, because the wages of sin is death, you know, prayerfully along that journey, that person would humble himself and then make up his mind and come to the Lord right so that his spirit would be saved and so basically what i'm saying is that sometimes people learn lessons in different ways there are people that learn through wisdom and there are people that learn through experience now wisdom is me coming to you and sharing something with you a mistake that i've made or even if it's not a mistake just sharing something that's beneficial to you hoping that you take heed experience is basically (laughs) Experience is basically you not listening to wisdom, or or maybe sometimes not even having been given wisdom. And then you go out and you make a bunch of decisions. And when you make those decisions, you learn through um, real time, real time, personal experience, what the consequences of those actions are. And so, you know, jail is kind of like that. There's a lot of people that are in prison today that have made mistakes. A lot of these people on the show are in there for 20 30 40 years some of them are in there for life they're not coming out at all you know but i i love the fact that even though they have sort of um made mistakes during this vapor of life which i'm sure at times it probably feels like forever to them but during this short time that they have in life okay they made some mistakes But I praise God that they are choosing to invest that time so that somebody else doesn't make the same mistake. And when the kids go on the show, there's all sorts of different outcomes. Some kids go on there and they listen to the stories of these prisoners. A lot of times the prisoners will say, I used to be just like you. Or they might tell them something that they did or something that happened in their life that sent them along the wrong path or a decision that they made or didn't make that or, or some people that they were hanging around that um, basically got them in that situation or they got themselves in that situation. And what they do is they share, okay? They testify. And that, that's what I was really going to call this solid talk. I was going to call it the power of a testimony. They testify about um, what will happen, okay? What will happen um, if they make the wrong decisions what happens when you make the wrong decisions and as i was thinking about it i was like man you know i wonder how many people that are in hell if they had the opportunity would warn people today about what goes on in hell okay because just like with jail you see it on tv a lot of kids, they have see, they have seen the show before they came on there. So they like, you know, I ain't going to cry. Whatever. I, it ain't no big deal. They acting this, that, and the other. But then when they leave the show, they come to the prison. And what they say is, I thought all of that was acting. I thought all of it was a game. But what I found out is that uh, it's not a game at all. <laughs> and those people that I see on TV, that that's how they are in real life. And this just might not be the lifestyle for me. So, you know, I, I I just wonder how people would live if we had the luxury, okay? Because for those rebellious kids to go in that prison system and basically be taught discipline, basically be ta- be uh, taught real time what the consequences of their actions are—that's a luxury. That somebody is taking time out of their day to do that for you—that's a privilege. Because I look at the way a lot of these cops, uh, a lot of I look at the way a lot of these kids cuss at and disrespect these cops. They don't cuss at the prisoners, by the way. I noticed that like <laughs> it's very rare that they would say it <laughs> say to Ron. They know what what and what not to say to who and not who not to say it to. But anyway, my point is that I seen a couple of um, boys and girls. The girls, some of the girls, worse than the guys on there. And they come on there and they cussing these cops out every five seconds is, 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 <laughs> I don't even want to repeat the letters <laughs> of the cuss words that they use them. But trust me, they, they know all of them. They know all of them. And it's a luxury for them to be able to see real time. What happens as a result of your consequence. And I just wonder personally, if we could see real time, what hell was really like. You know, if someone, uh, you know, let me just hypothetically, if someone could just come from hell and be like, let me tell you what's going on down here. I wonder how many people would get scared straight and give their lives to Christ. You know, the folks, folks are rebellious today. We live in the most rebellious generation today. And the word tells us about this. It says in the last time, in the last days, people will be, um, says it somewhere in like 1st uh, or 2nd Timothy, uh, I'm sorry, 1st or 2nd Peter chapter 3 or something like that, maybe in Timothy 2. But, you know, it says all of these different ways that the people are going to act during the last days. And um, we see it playing out real time, like real time. Exactly what was put in this book is exactly how people are acting today. And one of the main reasons why people act this way is because they don't believe hell exists. You know, the devil has done a masterful job of convincing people to lean to their own understanding. And when they choose to lean to their own understanding or they choose to listen to what they hear, what happens is uh, they begin to think that hell does not exist um, and that's dangerous It's dangerous. It's, th- there's nothing more dangerous than to believe that hell doesn't exist. Like literally, there's <laughs> there's literally nothing more dangerous than that uh, because uh, it's eternal. That's because it's eternal. So I founded this in Second Timothy, Chapter three, it says this. Know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. turn away so this is what we got going on real time i'm gonna try to turn the screen up and hope my computer doesn't shut off on me lord have mercy (laughs) okay so far so good i'm scared because it it actually cut off right before i came on that's one of the reasons i was a couple minutes late but yeah so i just wanted to kind of throw that out there that's what's been on my mind a little bit just really thinking about just really thinking about um how things would be if folks could get scared straight in real life. I mean jail is real life, but I'm talking about for eternal consequences. And the kids that come on there, they they are so some of them the rebellion is just rooted in them so deep. It's like they're so prideful, they refuse to humble themselves. They refuse to humble themselves, you know, because they haven't made up in their mind, ain't nobody gonna punk me, I got a reputation. I'm not going out like that. Such and such can get in my face. Ain't nobody going to get in my face. Ain't nobody going to do that. Ain't nobody going to do this and that. And when they get on there, like some of them, some of them do hold to that. You know, I seen some of them going there say it ain't really changed me. You know, but most of them, when somebody get in their face, you know, they, they, they flip that script real quick. But the ones that don't, the rebellion is just like so deep in them that there's no humility at all there's just no humility at all and i just look at them and i'm sitting here watching the show like like why don't you just comply (laughs) like how hard is it to just comply is it is it really going to take that much out of you to just Get through whatever you gotta get through so you don't end up in this situation. You can't beat everybody. You're not the baddest person. There's always gonna be somebody badder. Even if you are the, badder, the baddest person, God is still badder than all, well, let me rephrase that. Uh, even if you are the baddest person, quote unquote, God is still greater than anybody that's down here. So really thinking about that now, um, it's, it's a lack of humility. Now I know a lot of kids hurt, a lot of kids have suffered trauma a lot of kids are in horrible neighborhoods a lot of kids most of the kids don't have their dad some of them do but the majority of the show don't and of course we know um, that's that's a major issue not having christ is the first issue and not having a father is the second issue because they have no place for real authority these kids don't respect their mothers they go on a tv show some of them beat their own mother up cuss their mothers out so to see that the depths of rebellion really shows you the mind of Satan because Satan is somebody that knows I'm not going to win in this situation, but he's so prideful that he's saying, even if I lose, I'm going to lose on my own terms. I'd rather be eternally damned says the rebellious person than to actually just simply humble myself before the Lord and, And just do what he says. So, you know, I I, I see these episodes, man. And and I pray for some of these kids. Some of the kids on these shows are dead. Like today, they, they went on the show. And a few years later, they died. You know, one guy on the show, he wasn't on. It was actually his sister that was on the show. And he was the big brother. But he had been to prison before. And he was trying to encourage his sister not to make the same mistakes that he did. He died eight days after she came out of the prison. So what I'm saying is that it's real out here. It's real out here and people play with life and people play with these decisions like it's a game. You know, a lot of these kids, they really they really feel like they've been dealt the shorthand of the stick. They don't like the, the hand that they've been dealt. And they're not suicidal necessarily from the perspective of I wanna kill myself but they're suicidal from the perspective of, um, trying to figure out a nice way to say this, I don't really know a nicer way to say it, but just, I don't give an F, excuse me for that acronym, <laughs> but that's, that's what they're basically, basically they're just living life frivolously on their own terms with a death wish because they're unhappy about whatever, You know, maybe they don't have a lot of money, um, maybe they're mad at their family situation, Maybe they suffered some some abuse or something like that. But whatever the case may be, they're mad at something. They're hurt about something, and they basically have checked out. They've checked out, and it's just kind of sad to watch because you see a a whole life, you know, a whole person. And I'm not going to pretend like it's easy. You know, a lot of these kids got got situations, until you really walk in in their shoes, you really don't know. You know, one kid came on the show. He had a... something happened to his eye and they were asking him about it and he basically said these kids jumped him because they were trying to get him to join the gang so you really got to look at your options there like okay i cannot be in the gang which everybody tell me i shouldn't do or when i walk past this gang which maybe it's his route maybe that's where he likes to hang out or maybe he knows some people in the neighborhood or something like that if i don't join it they're going to jump me okay that that that's that's a hard predicament to be to be in. You know, I saw one of these little rapper dudes from Chicago. He was saying some about how he claimed he used to make straight A's in high school. He might have. He seemed like a smart dude. But he said that he didn't uh graduate high school because he couldn't finish because there were people at his high school that were trying to beat him up. Like they were out for him, so he would just I guess get on a bus and just get off the bus and just not go to school or something like that. So he never finished, even though potentially he said that he used to make straight A's. So when you really think about that and you think about why people get caught up and why they make these type of decisions, it's not always surface level. But what I do know is that Christ is the savior of all men. So I don't care what your situation is christ can deliver you from it the scripture says with god all things are possible with man this is impossible guess what it is impossible With man you don't have any options <laughs> you either going to uh, 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 try to graduate high school and get jumped or get shot or killed or something or you're going to just join the gang or you know quit high school and just live a street life that's what man So from the carnal mind, I see why these people feel like they don't have a choice. But this is where your faith kicks in. All I view that is, is that you just have something to pray about. You just, you have a lot to pray about. So get to praying. But regardless of your situation, God can make a way out of no way. You know, and a lot of people don't like to hear that because their whole thing is like, oh, that sounds good. Um, You know, but how does that help me real time? Well, listen, taste and see. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Have you really tried them? Have you really tried Christ? You know, have you really uh, cried out in the midnight hour and and begged and pleaded for him to save you and to change you and to make you new? Have you really humbled yourself? You know, and do you really believe that Jesus died for your sins? These are things that people have to think about. So anyway, it just made me think a lot about how jail is a type and shadow of hell. You know, I, I, I don't know what goes on in hell. There are people who are, with us today who say that they have had uh, dreams and visions of hell there are people that say that they have went to hell listen have they to be honest with you when i hear stuff like that i do believe it most of the time i believe that for some people and once again this is the grace of god i believe for some people the lord just shows them hell i don't know what it is about them about their personality type or about what god is trying to do in their lives but there are people that have testimonies you can look them up on youtube if youtube's algorithm hasn't hasn't you know been totally turned to trash but you can you can find these people who have testimonies of seeing uh what goes on in hell some of them claim they've seen celebrities in hell and i believe them so it's like what do you do you know what i mean what do you do so listen, I'm gonna go to the chat. I did say this was an open discussion and then I realized I've had a whole topic. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm get in here and just kind of see what folks are saying about this as well as just kind of see any other questions that you guys wanna talk about tonight. Brother Joseph says, fear is a strong motivator. A bubblegum gospel leads many further away from salvation. Exactly, brother. There's a scripture that we talk about on here a little bit where it says with some save with fear and with others saved with compassion so that means some people if you hit them with the you know the lovey-dovey uh kumbaya joe Osteen type stuff that that'll that'll get some people to be saved believe it or not maybe not joe Osteen per se <laughs> but just the concept that'll get some people the love of god and and the love of god should always be in a period but also the Other motivator, which I personally believe is most effective, (laughs) um, is, uh, the fear of God. And the scripture actually says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So you can't even, uh, really even start to think halfway straight until you actually fear God. So think about that now you know i I watched some other show where they interview guys that have come home from prison and uh one of the prisoners said something that just stood out to me he said i'm he said i believe that a man doesn't respond to anything but violence now granted he's a prisoner that's that's probably where his mind is at this point of his life but I just thought it was interesting that he would say that he said, I personally believe that a man won't respond to anything other than violence, meaning that basically you have to threaten somebody's livelihood. But one of the issues with these children is that they don't really, they, they think that they have a life to live here and then they die and that's it. But they don't understand that this, this is temporary this is just the 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 vapor this is the tip of the iceberg if that all of the rest of our existence is going to be in eternity which we can't even actually process in our minds we we don't even physically in in the in the carnal mind and in the flesh and probably just not even in our being right now we can't even actually process eternity like you can think about it, you can define it, you can understand the concept of it, but you can't process it. You can't process it. So I just I just thought all of that was uh, interesting. My sister say that my video is stalling. Thank you for that, sister. Um, it's pretty much nothing I can do. I, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, let me let me. I don't. I it's not too much I can even do. Um, I think that's my fault for having my computer, uh, not charged up. Let me see if I turn the screen down some, will it free my computer up to, th- to, will it free my computer up to think, but yeah. Um, you guys let me know if you can still hear me, if you can still hear me, I would like for the, the audio to come in, but if not, you know, fair enough, but you know, uh, I meant to say I would like for the visual to come in, but if not, fair enough. As long as the audio's coming in. Y'all know what I look like already. It ain't it ain't it ain't that impressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but God is good. God is good. I can cut this off. I don't think they need to know where my location is. Okay. I could probably cut this off too. Alright, that's I done closed everything I can close, so I apologize for the for the delays. But uh let me check and see if you guys can at least hear me right now if you guys can at least hear me yeah thank y'all for letting me know that let me know if you if if the the video's stalling okay cool but let me know if you can hear me glory to the lamb of god i'm gonna keep going until um okay good i'm glad you guys can hear all right yeah i'm gonna get to some of these questions sorry about the, the the video tonight i really can't control that but uh Yeah, I see a question here from Sister Brittany C. She says, what are your thoughts on the word of faith movement and prosperity gospel? What's wrong with having faith in this case? I think what could be wrong with this, sister, is the motive, the motive and how we perceive God. The short answer to your question, um, I, I don't support the word of faith movement and the prosperity gospel. That's not really my thing. Um, I don't support a downtrodden gospel where, you know, we just have to be, uh, you know, just in rags and living in abject poverty or anything like that. But it's about the motive of the heart and it's about how you perceive God. It's about what you are looking for in your relationship with the Lord. Are you loving the Lord because he first loved you or are you loving the Lord because of what you think he can do for you in that case he might as well just be a genie like you'd be better off just getting a magic um lantern or what do they call that thing a magic uh the thing that you rub the genie with on the ladder you'd be better off getting one of those and just asking for three wishes because that's basically how a lot of folks in those movements perceive the lord it's not so much that god is not able to provide for us and even give us exceeding and abundant But it's it's the it's the weight that's given to that particular topic in those movements, right? There is a place for the prosperity of God in 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 the faith, in the gospel. There is a place for that. But whenever you see anybody devoting too much energy to one thing. That's usually a sign that there is a perversion somewhere in that gospel and Listen, God talks about prosperity a little bit in his word, but nowhere near the percentage that these movements talk about it. It's like the whole basically in the, in the word of faith and the prosperity gospel, basically the whole gospel is just centered around that. Like that's why it's literally called the prosperity gospel. The gospel is not called the prosperity gospel, it's just called the gospel, meaning that everything that's in this gospel applies. How and with and is given with whatever weight, okay, whatever weight the Holy Spirit gives each topic is the weight that is supposed to have. It's not supposed to be any distortion, right? We're supposed to um have a proper perspective. So, you know, just as far as like how we perceive money and prosperity and all of this, we can look once again at First Timothy chapter six because he touches on this a little bit. You know, there's a lot of ways that Christians live and people don't understand why, why believers traditionally live this way. And they say, well, where does where do they say that in the Bible? And this in the Bible, it's a lot of concepts in the Bible that, that when they're applied to your life, you see that that's the reason why people do the things that they do. So for example, there's a scripture that says, let your moderation be made known amongst all men. The Christian is supposed to live a life of moderation. Okay, we're supposed to be people that are not overtaken by any one thing other than Jesus Christ. Right. We're supposed to do things moderately uh, and modestly. OK, there there should be a distinction between how we live and how everybody else in the world lives. And once again, it comes down to the motives. Let me go to first Timothy chapter six real quick because it talks about money. I'm going to go to another scripture about money real quick in uh, Proverbs chapter 30. But let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6 real quick. Y'all bear with me. The burger's kicking in. All right, it says, it said, I'm going to read the whole scripture till we get to what I'm trying to get to. I'm in First Timothy chapter 6. Let as many servants as are under the yoke count their own masters worthy of all honor, that the name of God and his doctrine be not blasphemed. And they that have believing masters, let them not despise them because they are brethren, but rather do them service because they are faithful and, be, and beloved, partakers of the benefit of. These things teach and exhort. I think chapter three might be really where I'm trying to get to. If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine, which is according to godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing but doting about questions and stripes of words, whereof cometh envy, strife, railings, evil surmisings, perverse disputings of men. I'm sorry, my bad, perverse disputings of men of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth, supposing that gain. So this is what I want to get to supposing that gain is godliness from such withdraw thyself. So what he's really saying is that there are going to be people who are going to pervert and corrupt the truth. And the way that they're going to do it is they're going to tell you that gain, meaning how much money I have is godliness so basically there's some people that will tell you if you don't have xyz that means that god is not blessing you if you don't have a new house or a new car or a new spouse then that means god is not blessing you and paul is is uh, admonishing timothy to withdraw yourself from that verse six says but godliness with contentment is great gain so our, our aspirations, what we should be aspiring for in this faith, and this is low-key a hard pill to swallow, <laughs> is godliness with contentment. Whatever, however the Lord chooses to reign on you. And he, he reigns on the just and the unjust. However he chooses to reign on you. Be content. Be content and be godly. So to answer your question, sister, that's how I feel about that movement. I don't think it's of God. I think it's a perversion of the faith and of the scriptures. I think it's an itchy ear gospel where there are people who want to hear that. There are people who worship money. There are people who have been poor all of their lives and they've made money in idol. There are people who have been rich all of their lives and they still make money in idol. So they love to have a way to relate to God, but they also love to have a way to consume their own lusts as well. So Uh, What the prosperity gospel does is it marries those two things together. And so to your question as of what's wrong with having faith in this case, there's nothing wrong with believing God for his promises of a place to live, uh, food to eat. Okay, Uh, Basically the promises that he makes in Matthew chapter 6, but then he goes on to say, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, as the scripture that says um, that uh, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that's true. But the fact of the matter is, if we truly delight ourselves in Christ, he will be enough. So by the time you get finished delighting yourself in the Lord, your desires that you had coming into this walk and into this faith, As you grow and mature And as you become more sanctified Those desires Begin to change They begin to change Let me read this one last scripture On this topic From Proverbs chapter 30 It says Let me bring this up I don't know What's what's wrong with my computer Proverbs chapter 30 Says uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 30 verses eight and nine it says remove far from me vanity and lies give me neither poverty nor riches feed me with food convenient for me and why is why does he say that he's saying listen i don't want to be poor and i don't want to be rich he's saying don't give me don't give me uh you know i'm saying don't give me don't let me be uh uh filthy rich and don't let me be dirt poor. Why does he say that? In verse nine, he says, lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and still and take the name of my God in vain. So what he's saying is, listen, if, if I don't, if I just have it way too comfortable down here, I'm going to lose perspective. I'm just I'm not going to I'm not going to have have any adversity that'll cause me to draw closer to the Lord. And as much as I hate to say it, (laughs) unfortunately, most of the time we need a little bit of adversity for us to get close to God. You know, it'd be lovely if we could just have a disciplined life, you know, just, we just love on God all the time. And, you know, we just, uh, just love him for him. And a lot of times we do, but the fact of the matter is because we're in this flesh, what ends up happening is, um <laughs> every now and then do I got something on my mouth? If I do, I would take a long time to figure it out. What ends up happening is we um we end up basically uh God gotta take us through some things just to humble us and to, to bring us back where we were. You know, and that's what the Scared Straight uh uh T V show is really about. It's about kids that have no humility and they need to be humbled. They need to understand that listen, um, you can be brought low and we're trying to have you to, to live low, to live meek, to live, um, in such a way that would, uh, help you to do the right thing as opposed to us having to do it yourself. So either way it's going to get done. You can either humble yourself and just live, live the way that you're supposed to live as a citizen, or you can just go out there and wild out and then have to endure the consequences of being humbled and the actual act of being humble that's actually humiliation. Okay, we look at humiliation as a different in a different way, but if you really go to the the structure of that word, it means when somebody else brings you low. And that's what the the law and the judicial system and jail and your fellow inmates do. They bring they bring you down to reality um to where you probably should have been in the first place. Okay, so so yeah that that was a good question, sister. Thank you for asking that. you know you can believe God for something if god if, if if you know you need a car to get to work or something like that, and you've been praying God that God give you a car uh, um a um a car it's nothing wrong with that you know because it's it's not just a a a lustful desire right it's an actual and even some things that are just you they might not even have a purpose, but you just might want a little something. You know, I think the old folks used to say God'll give you all your needs and some of your wants. You know, he's that type of God. He can give you some overflow. But you just want to be mindful that your your mentality, your motives are coming from a pure place. So that was a a a, a good a good question. Let me see what's going on here. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh yeah, Ahava Blaze. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, Ahava Blaze talks about this. She says, "I believe there's a verse in the Bible where a rich man died, and asked Jesus, Jesus, if he could warn his family. Jesus told him they would listen." I'm paraphrasing here. So Sister Roxanne talks about Abraham's bosom. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, She goes on to explain the rich man wanted someone to go tell his brother not to come to hell where he was absolutely like the, the TV show scared straight. I just wish, you know, it shouldn't take this for people to humble themselves, but sometimes it does, (sighs) you know, but that's, that's just how it is. Sometimes people need a wake up call. I was somebody who needed a wake up call. I'm like, I kind of sometimes think I died. Like I legit am relatively sure I might've died. I'm, I'm, (laughs) I'm not really sure I'm 50, 50, But I'm pretty sure I had some... I know I had an out-of-body type of experience where I felt like I was on the cusp of dying. And that's what it took for me. So I just praise God because I understand everybody doesn't get that. Everyone does not get that. So why God chose to be that gracious to me, I don't know, but I'm not gonna complain. I'm just gonna be grateful. And like I tell y'all all all the time, if we get up to heaven and I got a little small mansion... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because because God did some extra stuff for me, or you know maybe because I you know been a little comfortable down here. Hey, just let's let a brother come over every now and then. If y'all grilling, you know and y'all had to just go off just faith alone, and <laughs> you know what I mean. And y'all ain't had no supernatural experience, but you just believe the Lord and you have a relationship with Him and you pray to Him and you read the scriptures and you just have faith and you go up there and y'all balling out with. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be in the mansions. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what's going to be in there. But if y'all balling out, just at least let a brother over to the cookout every now and then. You know what I'm saying? That's all I ask. You know, that's all I want. <laughs> just a little, little, little hot dog hamburger or something. Y'all probably going to have a swimming pool, basketball court, probably a whole bunch of other stuff. Towel going to be made of gold. So who knows, man? Who really knows? But yeah, Abraham's bosom Exactly what it is God bless you, darling. Man, I just don't know Man, I just <sighs> I don't know what I can do to <laughs> Fix my computer, man Let me see something I'm gonna do that one last thing I don't know if that's gonna make a difference or not But uh Yeah So yeah, that that's good Good conversation going on in there Proverbs 16 and 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. Absolutely, Sister Brittany. God bless you, Sister Laura Martinez. Ahava Blade says, our children are lost and unfortunately we don't have many elders in the community to guide and be the example. Absolutely, Sister. It's like, you know, it's, 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 I think what the kids need to see is that it works i think they need to see that there are options there are there are options excuse me there are options you know um there was one little girl she was basically thugged out and um looked like she was from the west coast somewhere the way she was dressing and stuff like that but basically she was talking to the camera and she made a comment and she basically was like everybody been to jail before like You know, everybody been to jail and I guess maybe the cameraman or the camera woman told her, uh, cause when I heard it, I was like, I ain't never been to jail. (laughs) I ain't never been. And I don't plan on going, you know, I don't think none of my friends been to jail. I think one of my friends got a DUI. Um, but other than that, I don't think any of us have had any real issues with the law, at least not that I know of. And, uh, you know, and so, considering that right, you know it was it what it was is that that young lady did not understand that she had options in her in her world. jail was just a part of life, okay, so she had never she had never saw or seen i'm not sure which word I'm supposed to use she had never seen an example of someone doing it the right way and having success from that. So that's the first issue is that folks need to actually see what is beneficial. They need to see a nuclear family that works. They need to see uh, men and women that are productive members of society who go to work and who, you know, make, make a living and they provide for their own. They don't have to steal from somebody else. They don't have to take from somebody else. So that's the first thing. They need to see it. The other issue is that. Some of them do see it, but they just don't find it appealing. It's just not appealing to them. You know what I mean? It's, it's and a reason, one of the reasons why it's not appealing to them is because they got somebody in their ear at, you know, a gazillion decibels, basically telling them to do everything wrong under the sun that they could possibly do. Basically, they have ministers who are encouraging them to, uh, to essentially just be as debased as you can possibly be. And to make matters worse, not only are they telling them this, but they're telling them this with hundreds of thousands of dollars of jewelry around their neck, uh, uh, Instagram, booty models on their cars, luxury Lamborghini door vehicles. And so when a child sees this guy who is a garbage man, okay, and he might be making a decent amount of money, but you know, him and his wife together, they might be making enough to provide for their children. And, you know, they're working hard, sure, but they have their own. You know, they're working on putting their kid through school. They might see something like that, and they're they're looking at like, okay, I could pick up garbage all day, or I could just hit these streets, get this fast money, get this glory, get these little breezies on me and all that. And pretty much... the the, the negative people went out the negative people went out so that's one of the issues is that some people just don't believe they're capable of doing something because it's not even in their frame of thought and other people just they're just they're just humans they're just boastful and prideful and they just want to do the thing that brings them the most glory and unfortunately in a lot of in the streets what gets you the most glory is to be a street person you know, to be a a, hood, a street guy or a street girl, a hood girl, whatever, however you want to call it. That's what gets the most glory. That, that's the people, those are the people that get the girls, right? You know, talking about the other week, we were talking about, you know, what we need to do. And I was talking about how we need to basically get back to Christ. We need to establish the nuclear family. Fathers need to be in the home and married to their wife so that the power can flow from god to christ to the to that man to his wife and then to the children right and then by proxy to the communities uh but the other thing i neglected to mention is that the women okay the women uh need to be better in their decision making in a who they choose to uh i'm gonna use this word reward um with their attention and B, who they choose to procreate with, you know I I I I don't want to be mean, <laughs> but it's like some of the uh, peop some of the little girls on Scared Straight end up pregnant when they do the little follow up and stuff like that, and I'm just thinking to myself like, man, this is just has to be the last person that I want to procreate <laughs> because they don't know anything, they can't even manage their lives. So how, who are you to believe that you can actually raise somebody else's life decently when you can't even live a decent life yourself? So that's what folks are are, are with. But to my point, you know, as long as it's fashionable for these guys to act a certain type of way and, you know, be a certain type of way as far as being hood, you know, selling drugs, uh, thugging, being in a gang, all these different things the 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 attention of the woman is going to dictate the way everything flows if a woman if the women are into steve urkels guess what you're gonna see you're gonna see every every hood dude gonna be in a library <laughs> He gonna be in a library because in his mind it ain't even about uh sure you know you say guys it's about the money and all of that but guys don't really care about money like that. They really just care about what the money can do. And one of the things that the money can do is get the women that they want. You know, guys don't, guys like the cars. They like fast cars, sure. But they really care about the fact that the women like the fast cars. And that's why they like the fast cars too. So my point is that, and you know, a lot of times I think about what is the true currency of of our existence? What is the real currency? Not this paper money that we have, but what's what's the real currency? you know um it's a lot of stuff. it's glory, it's attention, and it's 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 a lot of stuff. could be love, who knows who knows what the real currency is. I think about this a lot, but the point I'm trying to really get to is that men and women need to make better decisions if they want these communities to change, if they want to get to a place where things function without being toxic and chaotic, that's what has to happen. And the female's part is that if you know a guy's trash, you just need to not mess with that guy. But unfortunately, a lot of women are attracted to trash men because even though they are trash men, they carry certain attributes of manhood, but they're just manifested in a negative way. So what I mean by that is this. You know, women like a man in uniform. Uh, they like a police officer. They like military. They like a fireman or something like that. The reason why they like that is because those men are masculine and because those men, um, basically, they, they have male attributes and and they, they manifest them through that occupation, right? Maybe they happen to be in shape because you got me in shape to do those things. But my point is that there's just certain attributes. Now, when it comes to the street dude, there's actually the street dude has those very same attributes. You know, he's walking around carrying a gun just like the policeman. He's ready to, 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 to fight somebody or have vigilante justice, just like the policeman. So it's the same masculine guy, but it's just that one guy is doing it the legal way. And the other guy is doing it the illegal way. And what has to happen is that um, women are going to have to die to their carnal lusts in their flesh and stop rewarding and glorifying guys um, with, with themselves, because that's what the reward is, is basically sex. Stop having sex with these dudes, right? So that they can be forced to get with whatever the trend is. And really, uh, the trend should be guys that are productive. I'm not saying you have to date all Steve Urkels, but what I am saying is that you should not be dating guys or talking to guys that don't have anything good going for themselves because all you're kind of doing is enabling them but that's that's that that's men and women that have to die to their flesh in different ways and we can't even die to our flesh for real until we get back to christ so it really just all kind of circles back to the main concept of get back to christ but you know once again if you want a carnal solution that's one thing that you can try to work on if you can But, uh, ooh, man, this computer is struggling <laughs> Lord have mercy Praise the Lord Alright, so So I heard that there was some good questions down here So I'm going to try to get down here and, and check out these questions real quick Oh, man I don't know if it's my computer or my internet, man You know, this laptop had had been having a good little run. I got this laptop when I was saved, you know what I mean? I had this laptop since I was saved, so it ain't got no real issues with it, you know. Now that unsaved laptop, I done been on some sites I wasn't supposed to be on. That one pretty much crashed and died. (laughs) But this one, got this one since I've been saved, so I'm grateful that I've been, the point I'm trying to make is that um, I don't go to a lot of sites that, that would damage my computer. laptop i should say it's a laptop i'm i'm trying to scroll family but but my scroll is like extra choppy right now (laughs) it's like ridiculously choppy uh man and i can't close nothing let me do a control or delete i ain't even got this many programs up to even close out task manager bear with me just give me like 20 seconds (gasps) task manager don't even want to open it don't matter now. It's practically nine o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah, ain't nothing. Only two programs open: Chrome and OBS Studio. So let me let me um, let me pick up where I left off and try to find this question. I I'm just gonna have to start right here because it's, the scrolling is taking me too long. So I'm gonna start right here. Okay. Here's the question sister here's a comment by sister marcia she says you know what's so ironic even though my children are in rebellion they appreciate the fact that i'm a holy rolling og and i'm not on tiktok acting like a cougar (laughs) praise the lord they respect that and they see that they see that you know and, and and you know just uphold you know your values and like like the scripture said let your moderation be seen uh, amongst all men Let your chaste behavior be known amongst all men And they'll recognize that Christ Warrior says Who was the first pastor slash person To scare you into the faith Mine was Paul Washer That's funny Um, Christ Warrior I had kind of like a, a supernatural experience I'm not going to tell it right now Because it's a fairly long story But you can check out some of my videos I think I have a no video called What happens in Vegas And that's basically the, the example of how I got saved uh, basically God told me explicitly to go back to church I don't know that I really had a well no well how, how do I want to say this I've had some hardcore preachers that have that have said things along my walk and along my journey that challenged me you know challenged me so I think when I really first got saved uh, Pastor David Williams he's down in West Palm Beach Florida Jesus Ministries he had a, uh, he's a pretty, sol- he's a very solid brother in the Lord. So, you know, I used to watch his videos a lot when I first got saved. I did watch a little Paul Washer. Um, not too much, but I did used to watch Paul Washer. Obviously, Pastor Gary Price, He um. he's very uh, blunt about truth. And I appreciate that a lot. It never really scared me because by the time I got put on to him, I was kind of already like, like kind of dying to my flesh and all that. But but yeah, he was very instrumental. Pastor J.D. Hawk Bowden, even after being seasoned in the faith, he still does, he still preaches in a certain type of way that like when I hear it, I'm like, man, I need to get saved all over again. <laughs> like, Lord, I thought I was saved until I heard Brother Bowden's message. So um, Brother J.D. Hawk Bowden is, is the person who's like that for me now. So I praise God for him as well. But yeah, really just those those folks is pretty much it. Um I can't think of anybody that really there was this one random guy who did a video about once saved, always saved and how it wasn't true. That scared me when I first heard it because I used to believe in that doctrine and um you know when I saw that I was that one was actually scary. Like I was I was struggling to get to sleep. And it's funny because I watched it maybe a couple years later and it just seemed so like run of the mill for me. <laughs> I was like, this wasn't even scary. But back, but like when I first heard it, it just seemed like it was super scary. So, yeah, folks like that. Yeah, Holy Roller, OG, any day. Amen. Let me see if I can get to, I think Brittany C might have had a question that I was told to check out. So I'm trying to get to that. Glory to God. Yeah, just a lot of good conversation going on tonight. I I don't like these technical difficulty nights, but we got to bear with what we're doing. At some point, family, I might want to. Somebody requested that we kind of make this a podcast available for people to to download because they were saying I might be out and about and I might want to listen, but I might not want to go on YouTube and use the data on my phone. So maybe I'll start working on that because it really it really shouldn't take that much to do that james 4 and 7 therefore submit your sub, excuse me therefore submit to god Oop, lost it let me go back up oh my gosh man Then as soon as i get off here my computer probably gonna start acting normal therefore submit to god resist the devil and he will flee from thee how does this fit into spiritual warfare okay so i think that's the question that my sister told me to check out so and then, Brittany goes on to say, "As a new Christian, I get confused when warfare isn't take t- isn't talked about in the church, and people's elaborate tactics against the enemy." Yes, yeah, sister, I can understand how that can be confusing. So, what I would say to that is, as far as James four and seven, it's about the order. There's there's an order of operation, and those things that are mentioned, they're not in that order by accident, but that's the process. So the first thing we have to do is submit to God. Okay. Now, now really these are kind of simultaneously, but, but for the sake of, um, how it is works. So the first thing you do is you have to submit to God. That means that we have to be living according to the word of God. That means that we have to be Um, posture towards God that our, our mentality has to be to please God so in doing that what you do with submitting to God is you actually are taking away a lot of the legal right that the devil not the devil but a devil would have in your life so salvation and really the spiritual walk is a legal matter Okay, it's a legal matter. When we get saved, that's a legal matter where we have literally been purchased by the blood of the lamb. The Bible says that Christ gave himself as a ransom. See, these are financial and legal terms. He gave himself as a ransom. Okay, and so because of that, we actually belong to Christ. But it's just like today in the real world, you know, they say you have to know your rights. We actually have to know our rights and a lot of the way that the devil is able to have influence in the lives of believer is ignorance because the scripture says my people perish for lack of knowledge. There's another scripture that says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. So we have to educate ourselves to know Satan's devices. And once that submission to God happens, what you're really doing with that is you are um, breaking the legal chains, the legal rights that um, a devil has in your life, okay? Uh, A lot of times this can be done through renunciation. Um, This can be done through prayers, deliverance prayers. This can be done through somebody praying for you, laying hands on you. But in the grand scheme of things, what has to happen is, you have to have it made up in your mind and in your heart that you want to be free. OK, so once you want to be free, then that's submitting to God. Then it goes on to say resist the devil. What is resisting the devil looks look like resisting the devil looks like the fact that the devil is not just going to give up. Even when Jesus was tempted on the Mount, right? The Bible says that the devil went away from him for a season. I think it might say that maybe in Luke chapter four or something like that. It says that the devil went away from Jesus Christ for a season. And that was after he was trying to tempt him to turn the stones to bread. Right. And if the devil has the audacity to a, try to tempt Jesus and b once Jesus resists to just go and then come uh, presumably come back later on, then he certainly has the audacity to come into the life of one of us, a believer, and to try to get us to do something that we shouldn't do or to live a certain type of way that we shouldn't be living. So considering that now, it's almost like, 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 um, like an ex that wants you back or, maybe just just like a, a telemarketer or something like that, just somebody that's persistent. Just because you resist the devil one time doesn't mean that it's all said and done. If he knows in your flesh you like a particular thing, he will continue to do that particular thing until it doesn't work and then even after that he'll probably try to try something else. So all deliverance requires maintenance. It's not a one time submitting to God and a one time resisting the devil. It's a continual and perpetual state of being that you have to be in continually submitting to God and continually resisting the devil. So I'm looking at Luke chapter four, the devil and Jesus. Jesus was led up into the wilderness by the Holy Ghost and he's being tempted of Satan. In verse 13 says, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. For a season. (laughs) So that means there was another season that came along where the devil came back in the life of Jesus Christ. So that's like the first part of your question, sister. The second part of your question, as far as why the church doesn't talk about this. There's so many denominations and offshoots of churches that. You just really don't know what you're going to get. Some people believe in deliverance. Some people don't. Some people believe in demons. Some people don't. Some people believe Christians can have a demon. Some people don't. So there's just a whole spectrum across the board because of either the carnal mind of people leaning to their own understanding or doctrines of devils, doctrines of demons that come on the scene. And basically uh, di- dilute the gospel So that people are never set free So that's kind of what happens With those things sister It kind of um, plays out that way So so you know that that's just uh, Praise the Lord sister I'm glad that, that that answers that question for you But what I would And what I would encourage I need to stop saying but And what I would encourage you to do sister Is to Look at the ministry of Jesus and look at how he responded to situations. Look at how he dealt with people. There was a large part of Jesus's ministry that dealt with the casting out of devils. I would say a lot of folks say about a third of his ministry, of his recorded ministry, excuse me, was dealing with people that that, that had devils. So he dealt with them a certain type of way and... When you go to the book of Acts, there are even people in the book of Acts where they dealt with people that had devils. So it wasn't just a thing like, oh, only Jesus can do this. Even when Jesus was resurrected and ascended up into heaven, you know, the disciples were still doing stuff. There was a woman with the spirit of divination who was following around following around a couple of the disciples. And finally, I think I can't remember who it was. Maybe Paul, I forget. But one of them just got tired of her and they cast a demon out of this, out of this uh, woman. You know, she was going around saying, these are mighty men of God and all this. And eventually uh, they handled that situation. So there are people today who perform deliverance. It's a real thing today. And if you search hard, you don't even got to search that hard, but if you search hard enough, you'll be able to find it. And Jesus said himself, greater works ye shall do. What does he mean by greater? What he means is that all of the things that he did when he was down here, we're going to do more of it. We're going to do more of it. Greater in the word of God is a matter of magnitude. Okay. It's a matter of, um, stature. He's not saying you're going to do better stuff than what I did. He's just saying, you're going to do what I did in greater amounts. Why are we doing it in greater amounts? Because there's a, uh, a, a multiplication factor the, the the church of christ grows exponentially right it's like that seed that goes into the ground one seed goes into the ground but then you get a whole a whole tree and it produces a whole bunch of fruit and then that fruit falls to the ground goes in the ground ends up producing another tree so that's what he's really saying with that and it's funny because now my my video finally got back to normal and i'm <laughs> i'm practically about to close out but, yeah, I just wanted to kind of come on and just have a little chit-chat. You guys also let me know if you guys would want to do, like, a Zoom stuff where people could just come in or something like that. That might be cool just to have a little hangout with one of, you know, a few folks come in and just do a Zoom, and then I can find a way to live stream it on the YouTube and just really have a conversation where I don't even got to talk. You know, I can take the night off and just, just sip a little virgin daiquiri or something like that, and y'all just see all these wonderful thoughts. That you guys have, but listen family this is uh this has been a good conversation I see one last question from exceeding abundantly i'm a I'm gonna ask this question I excuse me I'm gonna answer this question and then we're gonna call it tonight this person asks, did you have training in theology or recommendations? Just curious because your messages are always on point well praise the lord i I have not had any formal theology or seminary training you know there was a time where i i mean when i first got saved you know just just because of being a you know coming out of the carnal mind i was thinking like at some point maybe the lord is going to want me to go to school of some sort so i started praying about that and uh i prayed uh pretty pretty intentionally about it and not just for a little period of time like you know over the course of a little bit of time and Uh, the Lord basically said no, and he has not told me yes since. So the messages, the messages that I deliver are directly from the Lord, directly from the Holy ghost. And what I've kind of found is that as we, the more you study, the more that you will kind of just learn stuff as you go, you know, you, you just have to read the scripture intentionally, and then we have the resources to kind of put it together. So I'll give you one quick example what I mean by this and then we'll then we'll get off. So, for example, I was studying about Joseph, Mary's husband, and who was the, um, you know, uh, human dad of Jesus Christ. And when you look at the lineage of Christ, it says that Joseph's father was one person in the book of Luke. But then in another book, which I believe is the book of Matthew, it says that Joseph's father was another person. So when you look at that, you say, well, what is the discrepancy? So I spent a little bit of time studying that on one of them days, Friday, Saturday, so I, well, today, say so I don't know when I was doing it. But anyway, basically what I learned is that one of them was listing it as his actual father, Joseph. And the other one was actually listing the lineage of Mary. Okay, so one lineage was of Joseph, the other was of Mary, but it still called it Joseph's father because in the uh, Jewish or Hebrew culture, they look at the family lineage through the father. So in one of them, I forget if it was um, Matthew or Luke, but it's, it's Mary's dad that's actually listed, but it actually says, the son of Joseph, because they were going through the uh, lineage of the father, which, as I say that out loud, I think I got to do a little bit more studying because I'm pretty sure that in um, one of those things, they list Rahab. So um, there are women listed. So now I got to do some more studying to figure out, you know, well, why is it that that these women got mentioned, but then they didn't say Mary and all this other stuff. So you you, you learn stuff as you go. And it's just a fun journey to be on. The Bible is rich. You never get tired of it. But listen, family, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. Once again, you know how this stuff go every now and then. I try to have my computer straight next time. Hopefully, we won't have these issues. But nice little discussion we had tonight. I pray that you guys gain something from it. Please join us Thursday for uh, Bible study and Lord willing, Saturday. Saturday, I'm going to have a guest on. I think that's the plan. Hopefully she comes through, but I have a very special guest coming on Saturday, so be on the lookout for that. I love any Solid Talk where I can have a guest on and I don't have to do all the talking.
1: This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud and depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud and depth. Cancel culture, can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge, wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we're working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Call Culture living godless, I can't even call it we in the last days, Babylon is falling don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got to bet the this life we keep on testing ya let walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, all the the be We say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know Jesus. Going